Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Hello. Hey. Come on. Liberty Church, come on. You could be anywhere else today, but you decided to get to church. And that is awesome. Man, why don't you high-five someone next to you? Tell them, hey, you look great today. Come on. Survived another holiday. You can find your seat. So glad that you're here with us today. What a great privilege it is to be here. Hey, shout out to the production team back there running sound and lights and words. Come on. You guys are killing it. Killing it back there. Um, first things first, we want to uh, send greetings from our pastor back home in northern Los Angeles. Uh, pastor Jared Ming sends his greetings, and uh, we just wanted to bless the church and say hello. And um, he's uh, just wanted to say hello to the church and just send his greetings. And, you know, we're really honored to be able to serve there. Um, if you don't know anything about what we're doing there, uh, we get to serve basically everybody sub-30 to um, seventh grade. And so we're all next-gen ministries, college high school, junior high, and everything in between and all sorts of stuff. God's doing cool things, and uh, we're excited to be able to be a part of what he's doing. And we're excited what God's doing here. I mean, look at the new facility. Come on. This is awesome. It's awesome. What a great job to all the team. And, um, and I'm sure many of you had a part to play and probably ripping carpet out, putting carpet in, throwing paint on walls, putting in lights. Come on. This is awesome. How cool. Uh, we got to walk through a little bit. Um, when we first got in, and man, so cool to see the new facility take shape. It looks beautiful, sounds good, smells good. Come on, somebody. You know, you're not sweating sitting in seats. Come on, this is good. This is a good thing. And uh, we're just excited to be here, of course. Uh, my dad already mentioned uh, my wife Desiree is with us today, and she's amazing, much better than me. We got our two boys downstairs in uh, kids' classes, Xavier and Zion. Zion actually turns nine tomorrow, and it's quite a depressing day for me because he's getting older. And uh, I don't know how I'm going to handle it, but we will handle it as it comes to us. Uh, but we love our kids, and they're just, there's something else. You know, for us, summer means so many things, and, you know, vacations sometimes, and it means heat. You know, back home in, uh, in California, it was 112 on Friday, and so we were thankful to be here in 85, whatever the heck it was. It was nice. We liked it. And um, it's hot back home, but summer means a lot of things for us. I mean, it's a busy time, a lot of uh, prep for the next school year, but really when it comes down to it for uh, student ministries and a youth pastor and, their, and our team, it's all about summer camp right now. I don't know if anybody ever been to a summer camp or been, okay, three of you, nice. So summer, <laughs> summer camp is this thing where you go and you do camp and you have church and uh, it's, it's fun. You should try it. Even if you're out of school, you should try it. It's a good experience. But even if you have it, has anybody been camping before? Uh, Okay, all right. All right, well, I was thinking about camping. And um, you always pack stuff when you go camping, right? Well, if you, do, okay, for those of you guys that go camping without stuff, you're really missing the point. Um, so we, sometimes you pack a, like a little bag like this and you go camping. And I was thinking about this because a lot of our students are going to be doing this in the next week. And you bring your own bedding, you bring some clothes, hopefully some deodorant, and you have all your stuff you need. You got a, you got a, a bottle here for water. You got all sorts of things. You got a, what do we got in here? We got, we got paper in case we need to put paper on stuff. This is good. We got all sorts of things in here. 
I mean, this is awesome. We got a hat. We have a blanket. We, we get all this stuff, and then we go out, and I have a dream. Like, I want to do this. I want to go, like, on a three- or four-day survival trip. Like, give me a backpack and two people that are willing to get crazy, and let's see if we can survive in the wild. <laughs> Thank you. Like, well, yeah, I want to do that. Like, put me in Michigan somewhere, and let's see what happens. Let's get crazy. And I want to do that, and I was like, what kind of stuff would I need? And it's kind of like, I get really excited about the preparation. And I think sometimes I still have a little bit of a child in me. And so, like, when I get out there, I just think I'm going to have that little nervous energy where you go out and you're kind of going into the unknown. And the nerves hit. Uh, if you're like me at all, sometimes I still get a little bit afraid of the dark. <laughs> Seriously. And, um, and I sometimes I like to take a flashlight with me. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever had this problem before, but sometimes when I'm walking in the dark, I hear the littlest of noises. The other night we were falling asleep, and I thought there was something in the ceiling because it was sounded like an alarm of sorts. It turns out it was just a fan. And I was having a mini panic attack trying to deal with where this beast of an animal was in our room. And so sometimes when we have the, we flashlights, we're looking around, and sometimes trips are just better when you're not taking them alone. And so if somebody wants to go on a survival trip with me one day, hit me up, because we're going to do it. I don't know if I could brave it by myself, but it's going to be something else when it happens. And I was thinking about camp, and I was thinking about trips and surviving on a journey into the unknown. I came across this idea that we're all kind of on a journey in some way or some form. We're all moving from where we are today, from here to there. I don't know where there is. I don't know what the final destination looks like, but we're going from where we're at to some place. We're moving from here to there, and that's kind of what I want to talk with you about today, is getting from here to there. What, would, what could life look like for you in the next two years? What could life look like for your family by the end of 2018, or about the halfway part uh, of this year? What could life be like? Maybe you could have a good relationship with your kids again. Maybe... You could get that job you always dreamed about having. Maybe you could get your hair done, you know? Maybe you could do something. What could this year look like? And really what it comes down to is what are you willing to risk for what could be over there? See, because in every area of our life, real, lasting change, though it's hard, it's very possible. If change was easy, getting from here to there was easy, all of us would do it. We'd snap our fingers and be there, but... The reality is, is change is hard, but it is possible. Our life as a follower of Christ, perhaps it's your first time in church today and you wouldn't call yourself a Jesus follower or a Christian. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that you can hear more about the, the man we follow, the God we serve. Listen in on this today, but I believe that as a life, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we're supposed to be going from where we're at to a new place. Somewhere over there, somewhere over there, there's a life that I'm living here, but then there's what God wants me to live, the life that he, he has for me there. But the tragedy for, for most people in life is not that it ends too soon, but that we really never take hold of the life that God so wanted us to have. We're stuck here when he's calling us there. I'm going to read a uh, passage here in Acts, uh, in the message version. Paul is speaking in Athens to philosophers, and he's, he's arguing with them because they worship so many gods. 
And he uses this text to explain how we should live as a follower of Jesus Christ. And I think it's the recipe really for us to move from where we're at to where he's called us to be into the unknown, getting from here to there. It's Acts 17, 28. Paul says this in the message translation. He says, he doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He's near. Come on, someone say he's near. He goes on to say this. We live and move in him. We can't get away from him. Would you pray with me this morning? God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come into your house or with our, with our family here. God, I just ask today, God, that you would make me, Lord, insignificant, God, so that you could be significant inside the room. Lord, show us more about who we could be when we're living in you. God, teach us, train us, mold us, shape us, break us down, build us up, rearrange our lives today, God, to be centered on you. Lord, have your way in this place today. Don't let us walk out the same way we came in. In Jesus' name, all our friends would agree with that prayer would say, Amen. If you want to get from here to there, where do you start? You got to start by living in Him. Living in Him. It says, in Him we live. Living in Christ and living with the knowledge of Christ are two really different things. You can live with the knowledge of Jesus but not be living in Him. Many, many, many people in life, they choose to live here in the place they're at. And it could be a place of resentment could be in a place of, of bitterness. Come on. It could be in a place of, of blame. It could be in a place of shame. It could be in a place of rejection. Friend, you got to get the heck out of here. You got to get out of here, this life, this, this thing that we've created. Live in Christ. The idea is that we would align our whole life with his way of living. Meaning that I'm not going to pick and choose what parts of this whole Jesus thing I want to live in. Well, I like to worship, but not so much this part here. I like, I like this part of this whole God idea, this whole Jesus thing, but not so much here. No, the idea is to live fully and wholly in him. Living with the understanding of Christ, but not in Christ. What does it create in your life? It creates a sense of unbalance. It's just not clicking. It creates unbalance. See, when we live in something, it becomes who we are. When we live in something, it becomes who we're becoming. When we live in something, in someone, it becomes more of a sense of identity than anything else. It becomes who we are. It's attached to identity, not something we simply do as part of our schedule, part of our routine. Not something we do, but it's more about being than doing. See, when you live in, in Christ, John 10.10 10 says that you will live life and have life more abundantly. But we only have access to that kind of life when we live in Christ. That's the only, that's the only the step before. You've got to live in Christ and you'll get to live this kind of life that he wants you to have. Now it's not a perfect life. It's not a life without trouble and hardship, but it's the kind he'll be there with you in every storm and every obstacle. It's living in him and him with you. It says, in him we live. Life, woo, life is active. Life is lively. I've been to some churches before that aren't quite active and aren't quite lively. Life as a follower of Christ is supposed to be full of life. Full of life, not perfection, but full of life. My gosh, 
Many Christians do church and are lifeless. See, when we touch something, as followers of Christ, it should have more life in it because you showed up. You bring the party. You bring the life. You bring the life because when we live in Christ, it'll be active and lively. I wonder sometimes, though, how different life would be if I actually showed up once in a while. I think about this kind of stuff, man. Like, maybe you lived the moment, but you weren't in the moment. See, I wonder if here, this this place that I'm living in, this this place in life that I'm at, where I'm at right now isn't, maybe it's uh, it's a place of disappointment, maybe it's a place of rejection, discouragement, wherever I'm at, maybe the place I'm at right now isn't so much because of the absence of God, perhaps it's because of the absence of me. I wonder what my marriage would look like if I showed up once in a while. I wonder what my relationship with my kids would look like if I showed up once in a while. Oh, shoot, we're happy we came to church, right? Hey, I wonder what my finances would look like if I showed up once in a while. I wonder what church would look like if I showed up once in a while. What would life look like if you actually came to the party and brought life? What would happen if if I showed up? What would worship be like if I showed up and I was there once in a while? It's always funny because we do like this in youth ministry. Obviously not you guys, but youth ministry for sure. Like, wow, Pastor Mark, worship last week was amazing. We were jumping and we were hand raising. We were crying, snot flying out of our ears and nose. It was awesome. But, you know, last night it wasn't like that. But last week, wow, man, God was so awesome. But I don't know what happened to the worship leader this week. He just, he must not have prayed enough. He must not have worshiped enough himself because he just wasn't there. God just wasn't there. It wasn't like the presence. I didn't feel the presence of the Lord. You guys would never say that. We say that in youth ministry. It happens all the time. It's like, I wonder what happened. We have to realize, friends, that God never shows up in a percentage in your life. God never shows up in a percentage at at a service. He didn't give us 10% this morning. See, see, the God I serve is 100% all in. Not just at church. He's 100% all in in your life. He's not on vacation. Even though some of us are on vacation, I'm one of those people right now. God doesn't take a vacation. He's, he's all the way in. See, see God, he's, he's not smart like you're smart. You know? If you, if you read scripture, you find out that, that God's not even strong like you're strong. He's, uh, I don't know, he's, scripture says that he's all powerful all the time. It doesn't take God anything to do everything. Am I talking to somebody today? He's not strong like you're strong. He's not, he's not smart like you're strong. He's alpha and omega. Psalm 37 says this, I was young. And now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken. He's beginning in the end. God is always present all the time because he knows there's power in every single moment that you're alive. There's power in a moment. So what do we have to do if we're living in him? you got to make the most of it. you got to make the most of the moments. Here, where I am now, is robbing me of there. 
It's robbing me of where God has me wanting. He, it's robbing me of that life that God so wants me to be a part of and live. He's not holding me back from it. It's robbing me. I got to get from here to there. Come on, someone say here to there. We find out secondly, this it says, in him we live, but then in him we move. In him we live. It's lively, it's active, and it causes us to move in him. When you live in him, you'll begin to move from here to there. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus in here today, life in Christ requires action from you. Life with Christ is not a passive relationship. It's an active relationship. It requires movement from you. It's movement, forward momentum, movement towards the future that God has for you. Your life, my life, should be in motion. Your motion might look different than mine, but we should all be moving towards where God has us going. Maybe you don't believe me this morning, and that's okay. Let's take a look here, Philippians 3, 12. Through 14, it's again Paul speaking. We'll start in verse 12. He says, I'm not saying that I have it all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way. I'm reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Goes on to say, friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward. That word onward literally means this forward motion, nothing to the side, below, or behind us. Everything moving forward. Everything that God has for me is ahead of me, not behind me. You've got to move forward towards Jesus. He says, I am off and running now. He's not off and crawling. He's not off and walking. He's off to the races running, and I'm not turning back. I'm moving forward. Come on, if anyone in history could have stopped moving, it would have been Paul. He was like the chief apostle. He, Paul's the man. He was out there teaching Peter and James and John and Paul saying, we got to move forward. We got to get from here to there. But in this verse, he says that he's moving toward what lies ahead, not to what's behind him. Come on, we, we got to move past it. We got to forget about the disappointments here. The rejection from five years ago. That bad decision from ten years ago. That person that hurt you. when you you got to move forward. The anger, the unforgiveness. you got to move past all the negative stuff. But then at the same time, we got to move past our past victories as well. The good things we've done. They hold us back at times from doing what we are intended to do now. You should encourage somebody here today. If you've had some great things that God has done in your past, the best is still yet to come. The future holds greatness for your life. No matter the pain you've experienced, no matter the triumph you've experienced, God has something great for your life that lies bad. It doesn't matter if you're 73 or 13 in here today. God has something great in store for you, but you got to get past here and start your journey towards there. Get into the unknown and go towards there. You got to move. The past, it's 
not meant to be like a, a destination where you pull out your stuff and you build like a, a camp there and it turns into a town, then it turns into a city, then it turns into a state, then it turns into a country, and now here's this whole, it's this whole world that you can't get past. No, friend, it's not meant to be a place where you stay and, and you live. It's meant to be an education for your life. And at times, fear is so paralyzing, it tries to hold us here and keep us from moving forward into the unknown and living that life that God wants you to have. But like Paul, man, I'm moving forward towards my destiny, towards my calling. I got to get out of here. Come on, there are times in our life we, we need to move from where we are, not because it's bad, but so we can get to where God wants us to go ultimately. Listen, you got to get this. God has great things in store for you, for your family, for your future. What is in front of you is far greater than what lies behind you. You can look back at it, at, at where maybe you're at here, and you can, you can gain confidence, but then look forward to what God has for you right now. A lot of times what it takes when you're here is you gotta, you got to take one step. A lot of times we want this whole growth in our life and this change to be like this, like, I don't know, Tinkerbell, fairy dust, where it's like, wow, I went to church once and my whole life has changed. Everything is different now. Some people have had that experience. Most of us, though, you're getting into a journey. One step at a time. One step. You got to take one step out of here to there. A lot of times we want to wait till we have the perfect feeling, when things feel right. The timing never feels right to make a change. Never feels comfortable to leave what you've known into the unknown, to leave the, the comfort of your home, to go out and on a survival trip in the wilderness by yourself. You've got to take a step. It's a, never a perfect time to move. I wish there was. It would make it so easy, wouldn't it? Hey, tomorrow at noon is the perfect time for you to move. That would be freaking awesome. But that's not how it works. You've got to take a step. Come on, whether you're 50 years old in here or you're, or you're 30, you got to take a step. you got to take one step forward. And often it's all about taking that one step in the right direction that could change your future. One step in the right direction. Come on, but when we make that step, we rarely see it that way in the moment. I'm still convinced. I know, I know, I know I'm a youth pastor. I get it. But I'm still convinced that one step could change everything. I've preached it for 14 years, and one step can change everything for you. It might seem like a small thing, a minuscule thing. One step in the right direction, and God can bless one step. One step can change everything. But a lot of times we think it's going to be a big step. Well, I'm just going to wait for the big moment. If you wait for the big moment, a lot of times it never comes. But little steps add up to make a huge difference in your life. The daily routine of taking a step forward. The commitment to the process. The put your head in the ground and grind it out. One step forward at a time can make a difference in your life. Maybe you won't turn around in a month, but watch what God can do in two months. Watch what God can do in three months. Watch what he can do in your family in a year, two years. Take a step forward. Do something. Don't stay here. Get to there. Take a step today. Take a step. Take a step. So what's one step that you could take today? Words are cheap, though. Intentions can be cheap. Having another conversation about the step can be cheap. Posts on Facebook, are, well, they're pretty cheap. Be pretty cheap. And all these things are, 
ultimately untrustworthy for your future. Conversations are untrustworthy. Intentions are untrustworthy. Why? Because inaction breeds doubt and fear. But action breeds confidence. Action breeds courage. The more you move forward in your life, the more courage you will build. Actions will always beat intentions. Come on, what you do is always more powerful than what you intended to do. Those actions are expensive. Movement is expensive. These types of things are valuable because movement causes growth in your life. In him, I live, but in him, I will move from here to there. Paul's saying, man, I am moving forward to where God wants me to go. I'm getting to there. Come on, in my life, I've always found that God blesses movement. Even a small step, and God will bless it. But he cannot bless the step you're unwilling to take. Come on, he's a responding God. He's all in. We got to be all in too. He blesses the step. You can't stay here. It's robbing you. It's robbing your marriage. It's robbing your family. It's robbing your life. You can't stay here. You got to get to there. Come on, I'm getting out of here. I'm not staying where I'm at. I'm moving forward. Come on, I, I want to I have a higher vision for my life. God's doing something in my life, in my family. We're not staying where we're at. We're moving forward. I refuse for someone to meet me 10 years from now and say, you're at the same place. No, friend, I'm moving forward. I don't care if my friends don't agree with it. I don't care if my family agrees with it. I refuse to stay where I'm at. Come on, you got to fight for your future sometimes. I'm not staying here. I'm not staying mad and upset at everybody else. I'm moving forward. Yeah, they, they hurt me. I'm moving forward. Yeah, I felt rejected. I'm moving forward. Yeah, I got upset at leadership. I'm moving forward. I can't stay here anymore. I'm going out into the unknown. Ooh. I'm going out in the unknown. My little backpack. All alone. Just me and the elements. No friends, no family, just me. If I got to move from here to there, I guess it's just going to be me and life. Going to do my best, so I'm going to go forward. Pretty sure there's going to be a few obstacles, maybe a rainstorm, but uh, I'm going to move forward. You always face stuff when you're moving from here to there. It's easy to stay comfortable, but man, moving forward, you face some stuff. Come on, has anybody faced a few things moving forward? Three of us? Yeah. Faced a couple things moving forward. But you're out there in the unknown. You're moving. You can prepare all you want. You can train. You can do CrossFit. You can prepare yourself. You can get ready. But you can even brace yourself for the storms. But you're out of the comfort from your shelter at home. And now it's time for you to be in the vast unknown. It's interesting, though, as we're moving forward in the storms we face, there are a lot of storms you won't foresee. You don't see them coming. And you can be the greatest of men, but you're a man at best. I mean, come on. Even Superman had his kryptonite, right? Just some storms you're not ready for. You'd be the greatest. He could be strong and, 
in one area. Life is, life is absolutely something. I don't care how strong you are here. There's a, another place as you're moving forward that will have you hanging your head. Life is something else. As you're moving from here to there. You could be courageous in one area. Brave even in another. A decorated warrior in one area. But weak. And feel like you can't survive in another area. You could be strong here and hanging your head here. It's like almost like a hurricane at times. Life just keeps coming in from different directions to see how you'll handle this storm. What kind of foundation are you really attached to? When the storm hits, there are just some storms that I can't withstand on my own. Come on, is there anybody in here that you've ever stood against the storm? You've planted your feet, maybe even put up a tent planted and tried to handle the pressure of a storm on your own? You try everything you can with all the strength you can even muster, but it's just, this storm is too much for me. It will wear me down. It, the heartache, trials at times, disappointment, fears, threats, anxiety, life, given the chance, will absolutely knock Mark McGaffin to his knees. And surrender. I can't. I can't. I can't do it on my own. And everybody in this room, we're all vulnerable from your pastors to your worship team to volunteers to your first time guests. We all, we, I can't. I was moving from here to there, but I can't save me from this one. I can't wiggle my way out of this one. Checkmate. Life has me at this one. The enemy that he would have you believe that you can't get over this. That mistake, that sentence, that thing you viewed, whatever happened was too big for you to overcome. It's too big. And now you're too far from home. You're too far from there where you were. You're, you're way away from there. You're in the middle now. You're too far. You're stuck here. But what we often forget is that in him I live. In him I move, and it goes on to say, I can't get away from him. Listen, no matter where you're at today, Jesus changes everything. 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 He changes it all. His words are not from some help book in the Bible about a journey. No, they're strength when you're weak. They're wisdom. They're hope. They're peace. They're love. His words are transformation. His words are life. Jesus changes it. No matter what you're facing today, friend, Jesus is enough. He's enough for you. See, all of God's potential for life, it comes from not just understanding the word of God, but most importantly, embracing him, living in him, and moving in him. Today, I don't know what your, your past looks like or even your present looks like, but 
The enemy wants you chasing perfection when perfection has already chased you. Come on, Jesus is not so much concerned about the perfection of your life as much as he is concerned with the direction of your life. Where are you going? But, but, but Mark, the storm is so big. It's so dark out. If it's bigger than you, realize that God is bigger than it. The, the, the devil wants you believing that this storm is your final destination, but friend, the current situation is not your final destination. Jesus is enough. He's enough. Listen, no storm, no devil in hell can stop what Jesus has started in your life. Come on, the enemy wants you to believe that your story's over. You're in the middle. You tried leaving, or maybe you're stuck here. He wants you believing your, your story's over. But as long as Jesus is in your story, it's not over. If he's in it, the devil didn't make you, so he can't break you. Come on, this is your year for getting out of the excuses here, getting out of the shame here, getting out of the victim mentality here, breaking the cycle on your life. This is your year to get your relationship with your family back. This is your year to get your finances back. This is your year to get your relationship with God back. Get out of here. Go there. Go there. Go there. Take a step today. Move in the right direction. Come on. My prayer for you as you're going from here to there would be that you wouldn't turn back from where you came from. That you wouldn't surrender to the giants you'll face along the way. That you would refuse to retreat in the face of fear and opposition. That you wouldn't hide the light that's so generously been given to your heart. That you wouldn't trample on the grace that's been given to you or conform to the world, conform to the culture. That you would not give in to temporary failures. you got to move from here to there. And as you do, I declare over you today that you would walk with God like Enoch. That you would fight for your blessing like Jacob. That you would worship with all of your heart like David. That you would conquer your mountain like Jonathan. That you would be loyal like Ruth. That you would rebuild the broken like Nehemiah. That you would weep for the suffering and the hurting like Jeremiah. That you would rise to the occasion like Esther. That you would pour out your best like Mary. That you would speak the truth like Peter. That you would overcome your past like Paul. But most importantly, that you would learn as you're on your way to live, love, and lead like Jesus himself. I'm getting out of here. Come on, someone say it. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.